you know what? Ain't ain't much football going on. Not right now. Everybody dropping out and shit like that. The NFL is pressuring Cass Odell Beckham said it shouldn't be either. Blah, 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 blah. They're going to figure it out. And I think they're going to play. But let's get back to this basketball. So I had the privilege of, um, you know, going on a, a, on one of the platforms that, that I listen to a lot on a weekly basis. We drop, we usually drop on the same day, which is Wednesday. And, and above the rim has probably already dropped already because I normally drop at 11 a.m. Um, Pacific uh, Standard Time every Wednesday. <clears throat> and so usually Above the Rim, uh, hosted by my boy Just Blaze, um, he usually drops early and you know, he, he got that coffee time, that West Coast coffee time. And me, um, Just and my guy, uh, the big fella, one of the OGs in the game, D Murph, flagrant two, why not sports? Collaborated, you know what I'm saying, and and um, we made some good ass content. He had some dope ass topics, and most of the stuff that I was going to talk about on my show, I carried that over onto his show because dope platform. I had no, I had no choice but to just, you know, I had no, I had no choice but to share some of the uh, some of the notes that I had written for my show onto his because we're going to be talking about similar things. But I did want to go in depth a little bit more about one of the topics that he are uh, that he had and that I was going to bring up was that eighth spot in the West. Uh three teams that's flirting flirting around with it. Memphis is already there. And then you got Portland and uh San Antonio fighting to get up there. And I'm gonna tell you right now, as a Laker fan, I'm I'm more concerned and more nervous about playing Portland. I know uh, just had a caller from uh, from Hawaii. So shout out to Hawaii. Shout out to the Hawaiians out there. Um, he had a he had a great he had a dope quote. Well, he had a hot take or a cop, I don't know if it was a copy or dropper or if it was a hot take, but I think I think it was more of a hot take because he said that Memphis would probably give us a more run uh, f- for uh, for our money than um, than Portland would, and I gotta respectfully disagree. And I, I, but I did counter with this. I think Memphis would be, I think Memphis would be entertaining, not more entertaining than Portland because you got to look, you got to think about it. Portland doesn't even have their full roster for one. Uh, they got a couple of injuries and cut, and of course, Trav is out due to personal reasons, but they don't even, I'm not saying that they don't need them because they need all their horses, but without those players, they still have a solid ass roster. And the most important thing is, Dame has always, you know, Dame has always given the Lakers problems. You know, CJ included, and plus they got Melo this time. So it would be good to see Melo up against Braun, um, you know, basically in the in the playoffs. It 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 would be a dope thing to see, dope thing to see. But I would be more concerned with Portland because of their um because of their backcourt. And we know and we know the damage that that they can do. Um and Dame is known to send cats home. You know, before the whole OKC thing, he did it to Houston when Dwight was there. You know what I mean? So, you know, he has a he he got a list. He got a list, and he and he can back it up. Uh, Memphis, I get it though. You know, because those are some young cats, and and like Murph said on Just Show, you know, them cats stay together for another three or four, maybe five years. And you know, money gets involved when we start talking about that, but. If roster wise, on paper, those cats stay together for another four to five years, that's going to be a dangerous ass Memphis squad easily.
You know what I mean? We talking about issues. Um, and, and like I said, I think Portland has the better roster. Obviously, San Antonio has the better coach. You know what I mean? Memphis will be just entertaining overall, you know, but it's theirs to lose. You know, it's theirs to lose because they're already there. It's got, I think, I think as of right now, they might have to win out or at least win the bulk of these. I know the Lakers, as of right now, we've played three games so far. So there should be a total of what, five? Five games left? Uh, five to six games left. And I think they got to win a bulk of those, at least win five. Because uh, Portland is going, you know, Portland Portland has shown if, if they're down by 20, maybe even 30, they have to scratch back. You know what I mean? So um, the Spurs, but, you know, like like I said, the Spurs is dealing with injuries. So I don't I'm not even sure if it would be wise enough for them. You want to compete. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You definitely want to compete. But, um you know, the Spurs is missing Marco Bellinelli. LaMarcus Aldridge is out for the season. Trey Louse is out for the season. Uh, Portland has no Rodney Hood. Uh, Trav is out. You know what I mean? They still got Nazir Little. They got a cat over there named Moses Brown. And the reason why I know him is because he played for us in, uh, out here in Westwood, UCLA. Um, you know, he's from Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, stand up. Y'all got a seven-footer over there in Portland. Um, and then Nurkic, like he ain't, he ain't missed a goddamn step. He came back, came in and said, y'all must've forgot. <laughs> y'all must've forgot. Um, yeah, but that eighth spot is going to be, is going to be very important. And I don't even think it's going to be, it's not a cakewalk in, in, in the West. You know what I mean? I know what we did with Utah and Utah is actually on the decline. I actually think that's one of those squads that we probably going to have to, they're going to probably have to figure out something about that. Uh, Spider Mitch might not, you know, sign the extension and he probably get up out of there. He probably opt out. Really Gobert already signed his papers way back in what March, you know what I'm saying? Playing around too much horse playing and losing the trust of, of the locker room and shit like that. And it's a possibility that they might get rid of him before Spider Mitch even think about leaving because they're going to do whatever they got to do to try to keep Spider, Spider Mitch. But I think Spider Mitch is, is, is due for a new scenery. You know what I mean? I, he is Utah is his team. You know, I know they got Mike Conley over there and everybody was so, you know, this Utah is going to be a very, uh, you know, scary team to play against because of, you know, the two guards they got over there and then Rudy Gobert being one of the top defenders in the league, rim protectors and stuff like that. And Joe Ingles, it ain't no, it, it, sometimes it just don't work out like that. Sometimes it just don't work out like that. Um, uh, now I do want to bring up two players or whatever, both regard injuries. Uh, but before I get to, before I get to one of them, I would just say, um, you know, I, I understand what I understand where a lot of people was upset with uh Jonathan Isaac, you know. Uh solid kid, came from out came out of Florida State a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Um solid cat, you know what I mean? He could hoop too, definitely could hoop. And he definitely um he definitely broke the internet with his stance on kneeling and things like that. And I'm, I'm going to just tell you flat out at this point, any, when anybody brings up the flag and kneeling, I, I don't, I don't have time to listen to it. You know what I mean? Like you, you're letting me know where you come from as soon as you bring up the flag, disrespecting the flag. So I don't want to hear anything about it. 
uh, anymore. You know what I mean? And and I think that's I think a lot of people has reached that point where we're just tuning out. Out and and you know we're, this is a cancel culture, so they're quick to just cancel people instead of just letting you know letting it be a disagreement. You know what I mean? Because I I don't think Jonathan Isaac is against Black Lives Matters movement or you know I don't think he's against the whole I don't think he's against the narrative that we've been trying to push uh he used Christianity and I'm not sure if that was the right move but that's the move he felt like he had to go with um and shortly after that you know my man they had a side-by-side video clip of him and Derrick Rose and they had very similar the the video was the videos were so um, they, they was just, they mimicked each other. Like it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, he basically looked like he had the same injury as Derrick Rose. And if that is the case, then we know we won't be seeing him for a whole year. Um, you know, he'll be missing the remainder of, and, and, and no reports have come out as of right now. They just know it looked bad. Um, but even if it's something like a mild sprain or something like that, I, don't, I doubt if we'll be seeing him for the rest of the, uh, for the rest of the, you know, for the rest of the year. Um, uh, and I don't think we'll be seeing him next season either. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with the backlash, but it's like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel completely. Right that people are slandering him because of the you know because of the injury, you know um I don't know man i don't I don't like don't get me wrong, we do live in a culture where it's a sensitive culture, but at the same time, I come from you're gonna have to get these jokes, but in his situation, there was nothing to joke about like people were or people are still like somewhat upset that he chose to throw Christianity in front of the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and then bringing up the flag. Like any, like I said, anytime you bring up the flag, bro, it's not, we're not going to listen to that at all because we're not on that flag shit right now. We're not, you know what I mean? I don't care. Veterans or whoever, that that's cool. Y'all fought for the country. We appreciate you protecting the country. But when this country shows that it doesn't care about, they, you you can't expect people to care about that damn flag. I'm sorry. That's just, that's just how it is. I don't mean to sound mean or ungrateful or whatever the case may be. But, bro, I worked on Scare Row. And I've seen a lot of veterans down there. A lot. So if they not taking care of their veterans, they not caring about the, the the shit that we going through right now. It's a pandemic. And I understand that it's something that caught us caught us off guard. But if I'm not mistaken, we had a plan for something. We had a plan in motion for something like if you know, just in case some shit like this happened, that we would be better prepared for it. Not fully, but you know. And then that was wiped out. That's showing me that the country, the government, don't really care for us. You know what I mean? So when you want to talk about the flag or whatever, you got to give me Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? When you want to bring up the the uncles and 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 the grandfathers and the fathers and stuff like that, bro. We had we had people that fought in this war, war too, but we came back and they didn't do us no justice. I mean, they didn't give us no type of love. So y'all bring up that flag shit. We gonna tune that shit right out. 
You know what I mean? So, but at the same time, man, like I said, I don't think this is a young black man that that's not aware of what's going on and, and that's against what we've been trying to say. I mean, cause LBJ is probably one of the biggest leaders or whatever. And he chose to keep his name on the back of his jersey. And then you got, uh, you got Butler who said, look, I don't want my name on the back of the jersey because I'm just like anybody else. And then they forced him to put on another jersey. You know what I'm saying? And and they told him ahead of time, like, no, nah, we can't really, we can't do that. But he went ahead and went against the rules anyway to make his statement. And we applaud him for that. You know what I mean? So, again, people are, are people are supporting the movement in different ways. Um, I, I just, you know, and it's sad to say because, you know, now we're living, in, we're, we're living in times where people are questioning uh, their religion, their religion, you know what I'm saying? Because it could be dated, you know, outdated or whatever the case may be. But that's the way it seems like it is right now. And I'm not saying that he he shouldn't have pulled the Christianity card. It's just that he has to he got to start reading the room, you know, and and when and when, as soon as he got injured, they went straight to Twitter. And it's like, well, you know, your ancestors took the knee for you. And I'm like, look. It's a dark joke, but at the same time, it's like, I hate to see cats possibly, you know, this is a career-changing uh, injury, you know what I mean? But you know how it is. Um, speaking of not wanting to kneel, man, I had got reports that, like, Becky Hammond, and that that one hurt. That one hurt. Becky Hammond decided not to, decided not to kneel. Uh, Pop, you know, stood with her. And everybody know where Pop is. You know, we know we know Pop is with us. You know, uh, you know, and it's, if 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 there's any coach that we can say that's definitely with us is Pop. Um, he made a questionable move by standing next to his assistant coach, um, and at the same time, I feel like it was one of those things where he didn't want her to be out there by herself. Uh, but that's her that's her decision. Um, at the same time, I think he was probably ready to take on that criticism because uh, he had the answers ready, you know? And Becky Hammond has always been respected in the, in the, in the NBA community and the W and the WNBA community uh, from what she's done. Um, she's been acknowledged as one of the best assistant coaches out there because she's under the pop tree. So again, you bring up, you bring up the flag or you bring up your religion like the temperature right now, that's not going. Cats don't really care. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing because, like I said, people represent the movement in different ways. Um, and as long as you understand what's going on with the police brutality and the justice that we need, then you know I can't really complain about how you go about supporting us. But anytime it looks like you're going against us, they're gonna come after you. You know, that's all I got to say about that. Um, <clears throat> now let's get to my guy, Zion. The man that's playing limited minutes. And I'm going to tell you this. I, there's a lot of, there, N.O. is putting a lot of money into this guy. You know, this is supposed to be the, the franchise changer. You know what I'm saying? This is who you build around. Um, we've seen the videos and the, and the photos of him getting ripped up, uh, during his layoff time. And so it's like, you know, he had, 
you know, just like everybody else, he had no, he had nothing but, you know, downtime, you know, and, and as a professional athlete, I don't give them excuses because I've seen, I've seen regular pedestrians on a daily basis, whether I'm at work and where or whether I'm at home, getting it in finding ways to get it in. And uh, on top of that, they actually have resources. This is the one thing that y'all got to understand. For all you fans out there, for you um, commercial fans, I, I, I would say, don't think just because they was on the layoff since March that they haven't had any team practices. Or I'm pretty sure early on, no, it was a bit scary because we didn't know what was going on. They were like, look, just stay away from people. You know, have a seat. But eventually... That's why, you know, shout out to Manny. I was on Manny's show um, any given Sunday. Um, and I said, I, I had no, I didn't see any sluggish, you know, basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was different because of the environment, you know. And it could be a plus thing for a lot of, and that's the one thing I wanted to mention. One of the plus things about playing in the bubble is about the players that that might might not take criticism from the crowd that well. You know what I'm saying? We speak about the we speak about the players who feed off of the crowd. You know the Pat Babs, the Russ. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of players. You know what I'm saying? J.R. Smith was one of them cats. Like they they feed off of the crowd. Like that crowd gives them some type of energy, and they go with it and they do it well. But there's a lot of players who who you know T.J. Bro, T.J. Warren just dropped fifty, somewhere around forty or fifty. Yo, it, oh yeah, yo, throw the analytics out the door because analytics would have told you that he would have never scored over 10 points in the NBA game or some shit like that. But anyhow, um, nah, man, it's just, you know, some of these players, this is like, this is like a super summer league in a regular season, these last eight games, because now, not only are you getting your core groups back together, but now you get like the Lakers. Shout out to Jess. Like I said, I was just on his show and he was like, man, you know, what's going on with the, uh, with the, with the rotation, the, the lineup rotation and stuff like that. I'm like, well, we got to figure it out. We just added two new guards and we have a lot more guards than we have at any other position. So they got to figure it out. It's not my, I, I can't come up with everything. Hell, I'm not in the locker room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not in the huddle. So it's one of those things where you're going to see all of these teams exercise their whole roster because once you get into the playoffs, towards the end of the season, you start, you start to play, you know, that, that, uh, the last two cats that's on a roster, you know, those rookies or the cat, you know, the Jared Dudley's too, you know, you start to give them some burn just to see like, well, are, is there a, a hidden gem that we have on the team that will, you know, that we can might consider throwing in a rotation a little bit. And that's what we got to do because honestly, we have a lot of players that could, we could swap with, you know what I'm saying? There's not a for sure, like, I can't just go with Deion Waiters because he's Deion Waiters. I can't just go with J.R. Smith just because he's J.R. Smith and he's played with Braun at a high level. You know what I'm saying? I have to see if we're going to keep KCP at the point, you know, uh, Danny Green at the two. And then we got to find, yo, Caruso is supposed to be stepping up, especially after Rondo went down, which, by the way, Rondo will be back. You know what I'm saying? If the Lakers are destined to go to the championship, he would definitely be back in time. You know? You know and it's like, you know, you just got to figure that out. 
You just got to figure that out. But I think the bubble is exposing cats, but it's also giving a lot of, it's taking a lot of pressure off of cats that may not perform well or early on against, you know, with the crowd, you know, a sold out arena and things like that. Um, <clears throat> and I also believe that some of these teams, including my Lakers, including the Clippers, maybe Milwaukee, like these cats ain't really playing that hard. I think they playing hard enough. You know, and some of these cats do got to play hard, you know what I'm saying, because of seeding. But the Lakers, just lock, they just locked up the number one seed, which means, you know, AD might not even play that much. You know, he just dropped 40 on Utah. Got locked up, locked up the number one seed with us. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, first of all, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the minutes got cut in half. But I damn sure would be happy if they didn't play that much at all. You know what I'm saying? Probably pay the first half and sit the second half for the for the remainder of the game. I mean, the playoff starts next week. So you want to be ready for that. You get an injury in the playoffs, you got to deal with that. But you get an injury just before the playoffs start, that's that's what hurts. Because uh, cause the thing is, it's just like the whole Rondo thing. I mean, it, it might be a good thing to get injured early if it's not a bad injury so you can come back. But... When it's so close, you're a week away from the playoffs, you need all your soldiers. You need all your horses in the stable. You know what I mean? Um, and that's going to Zion. And that's going back to Zion. You know, the, you know, like I said, they put a lot of money into this cat. And it's like, he's not ready. He's not ready. Um, and, and talent-wise, yes. Freak of nature, uh, Absolutely. But health-wise, this could be is it? I'm a, I'm concerned. So when I when him coming into the league, everybody had watched that Duke North Carolina game, right? And obviously that injury has lingered on. And he's probably we don't know if he's had other uh, other injuries um, since then. But you know, even the last game that he played in, you know, he got up a little sluggish after a no call. You know, and then he turned his ankle. So it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about 300 pounds. And most of that is muscle. And you coming down on them knees, like, bro. I mean, yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Especially to the Duke fans out there, they optimistic, over optimistic about they Duke players. They, Cause they don't do, they don't, they don't pan out in the league too well. You know what I'm saying? And it's the first time in a long time they've had a Duke player that has actually commanded a lot of attention. Um, and, and and he deserves it, but at the same time, like I got to start paying attention to basketball a little bit more, baby. You got to like them injuries ain't no joke. You know, I remember when Blake Griffin first came out and he had to take that year off. You know, what I'm saying? he had to take that year off after he had knee surgery. You know, what I'm saying, and he came back as a super rookie. So it's like Zion, and 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 you you got to kill the rookie of the year. You know, noise. You know what I'm saying? As far as I'm concerned, I gave him a little bit too much love yesterday. He shouldn't be the. I think a lot of people are going off of the potential and what he has done in those in those certain amount of games and what he can do. But Tyler Hero should be Tyler Hero or uh, or Kendrick Nunn should be the number two rookies. You know, beside behind John Morant. You know what I mean? Because they have actually played most of this season and they're on a, a playoff team. They they happen to end up on a playoff team. Um, and Miami is doing well and they're a great help for that. 
So Zion, I'm, I'm, this is going to all the Duke fans and all the uh, New Orleans fans. Y'all going to have to let that boy rest. Y'all might as well chalk this season up. Let that boy rest. Don't even try to compete for the A spot. You know what I'm saying? Lead that up to Portland. Lead that up to San Antonio. Let that be. You know what I mean? Just let that be because if y'all try to force it, like, I understand that, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how you're selling tickets because at this point, any fan would like to be a part of that live broadcasting. But at the same time, this is not like we're all going to our arenas and, you know, expecting to see our superstars. It's just, that's just not it. So you might as well just shut him down. And I understand that he has had complications throughout the season and stuff like that. And y'all eager to, to give the fans and they know something to cheer about. But you might as well chalk. We was, we was talking about early on scrapping the whole season. So keep that same energy and just scrap this whole season as a team, as a franchise and let him get healthy. Go work on some, some health, some healthier choices as far as, uh, food, losing some weight, taking some of them pounds off of the knees, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Or strengthening up that lower body, rebuilding, restructuring that lower body, the whole nine, the whole, you might want to go get with whoever Bron trainer is because Bron, this is his 17th, 17th year. And, and even though he looks all of the 17th year, you can't, you can't really, besides last year, uh, you can't really find a time where Bron has been out for a very long time. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of people already know my stance on Zion. I, a lot of people think he's going to be the face of the league. I think he's going to be one of them. Uh, if not, probably just a, a star in the league. Uh, I, I'm not drinking the Zion juice just yet because cats love to hurry up and run to the yard and <laughs> and point out who their favorite player is. I've been slow slow motion with him, and right now, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Um, and to end it off with some Laker talk, uh, but before we get to the Laker talk, though, um, my main concern is if this bubble... This bubble was created to isolate the players from the outside world so we can finish the season. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the season's supposed to start right back up on Christmas Day, uh, which is going to be bananas. Everybody's going to be glued. They gonna, I think they're going to even eat, open up their presents extremely early and get right to those games. But, you know, everything has changed, man. Even next year is going to be a little bit off because, you know, we still got to have summer league. We still have got to have the draft. Um, it's a lot of shit. And, um, I will say, you know, I was talking to somebody about, you know, the following season coming up and, uh, they was like, yeah, man, they got four courts right now. That's not enough. That's not enough. They're going to have to build more courts, um, for this to continue. And this might be life for a minute to where these cats are playing. And that's only if, I'm only saying this, um, if they want to play. Now, if they don't want to play, that's a whole totally different story. You ain't got to worry about adding no extra, you know. And I'm not concerned. Shout out to CL. CL, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not concerned about what goes on in a personal life or anything like that or their personal needs. Because if they telling me that they're that, that they want to play, then they're telling me that they they accept the the, the agreement. And that's it. The terms and agreements. Like, that's it. 
So I understand me personally, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a position where I make millions of dollars and I'm away from my family. You know what I mean? You would have to ask me when I get in that position. But as far as them, that's up to them. That's up to if they decide, hey, yo, does, let's just shut this. Let's just shut this down until we have a safer way of playing in our own arenas. Then I'm fine with that. But if they do decide, like, yo, let's just continue this shit going, they're gonna have, they're gonna complain. They're probably gonna play between Chicago and Orlando in the bubbles, and um, that's gonna be it. They just gotta add more courts. And I, it could happen. It's just, it's just gonna be different. You know what I'm saying? We'll get used to it. You know, the, the lack of fan inter, I mean, and when I say the lack of fan interaction, there's nothing like being in a live arena, but they do have, you know, lot, uh, fans that, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how you get the opportunity to be on the screen, but I would love to be one of those cats on the screen, um, to watch my Lakers. So let's get to my Lakers. Uh, we're two and one. We beat the Clippers. We beat Utah. We lost to Toronto. We lost to Toronto for what? Another 11, 13 straight times or whatever. The last time we beat them, Kobe was on a roster, <laughs> uh, which is cool. And I got Toronto as being one of the top Eastern teams uh, in the Eastern Conference. Do I think they will be able to beat us in the finals? I don't think so. I think it was one of those things where we're going to play on cruise control. And if he gets out of hand... We'll show that we can come back, but then we'll just chalk it up. You know, I think it's, and I think that's going to be the narrative for a lot of these teams that already have a playoff, uh, a lock in playoff spot. It's going to be like, yeah, let's just get to the playoff at this point. If you really think about it. Now, if there was a lot of shuffling that can go on in the Western Conference from the second seed to the eighth seed, then yeah, I can see them playing a little bit more serious. But even that Clipper game when they blew out, um, who did they play? Did they play Utah or, or New Orleans? They played one. They, they played somebody and they and they dogged the shit out of them. And that's when PG thirteen went off. But I think that's one of those things where everything went right for the Clippers or whatever. Lou Will comes back tonight, you know, so that'd be exciting. He's gonna get some burn. Um, but I honestly, I believe when it comes to the Clippers, when it comes to Milwaukee, maybe even Houston. You know, um, it's like, look, let's just cruise control. We know what games that we can win and. You know, let's just pack it up until we get to the playoffs. Um, as far as my Lakers, like I said, we're two and one right now. Um, Ron is playing a little bit better. We need Kuz to be more consistent. That first game against the Clippers was blah. Uh, the second game against Toronto, he actually stepped up in the game that we lost. Um, Utah, Utah, he was, I, you know, I think the bulk was carried by the bulk was carried by AD and Brian put up his uh, pedestrian points considering, you know, what he's usually putting up. Uh, and I think everybody just follows suit and everybody just played their role on that one. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot because we don't know what's going to happen with the playoff rotation and things like that, but I'm good. I'm good. I need, I, I need us to start shooting better from the, from the field though, from the, from the three point, from the three point line. And we got to play better defense, but that's been, a, that's been the story and the narrative of, of my Lakers, shit for the past couple of years that us defending the three ball is very difficult. Very difficult. Like, the concerns are these these uh these hybrid guards that's going to give us issues. That's not, I'm not really concerned about that. I'm more concerned about leaving those wide open men, you know, leaving them wide, them cats wide open beyond the three-point line and they knocking them down. Um, And I would say that's it. I would say that's it, man. Um, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. 
Definitely looking forward to the playoffs and see who we're going to play. And it's looking like it might be Memphis. And if I had to guess right now, I'd probably put some money on it. Um, would Memphis be able to steal a game? Maybe. I just think the Lakers is going to lock in the first round. I really do. And then the second round, we'll see what's going to happen. We'll see who we'll get. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been Open Run with BTG. See y'all next week. Again, tune in to my boy Just, Just Blaze Above the Rim. You got myself, D Murph, and Just. We had a good one. Go out there and name your top five ISO players. Just said he got Tatum. I got 15 other cats over him. D Murph got 15 other cats over him. It's going to spark something on Twitter. It was a dope show. Just bringing the heavy hitters once again, probably for the playoffs. Let's 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 work on the second round. Bring me me uh me and D Murph back for the second round of the playoffs, and let's do it all again. Share that content, y'all.